lost at last. Enough. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Ace on Music. I'm joined by my producer Mark and by Sean. He's back in the studio today. Hello, Hello everybody. Good to see everyone. Missed everybody. <laughs> so, um, before we get into today, today's topic, I wanted to address a couple of things that have come up since then. Um, we had a lot of great feedback about the episode we did on uh, NFTs a couple of weeks back non-fungible tokens and uh, wanted to just um, thank everybody for that feedback and the stimulating conversation and the one question that would get asked regularly to me was why would I want to buy an NFT like why why would you buy this sort of thing and I don't have an answer for that <laughs> but they are they are an interesting thing in this world and and uh, I'm like I said in the in the interview I think the exciting things with NFTs are things that are coming later like somebody will figure out some interesting way to uh, to manipulate this into something interesting um, <clears throat> the other thing that I wanted to touch on was uh, as I said we've been rejoined here by our uh, my by uh, my assistant Sean and he'd been missing for the last little while because he got struck down with the dreaded COVID-19 but uh, he's all better now and he's back so Sean, um, I know that uh, a lot of people out there constantly were all, of course, obsessed and worried about COVID-19 and all that sort of thing. What was it like for you to go through this? Well, first, let me explain. It was kind of a dumb move on my behalf. You know, uh, there was a lot of restrictions being lifted, and um, I decided to take a business trip out um, in uh, Charlotte, Carolina. And, uh, you know, I... I practiced all the safe procedures I normally did, stayed away from people, washed my hands, and, you know, uh, kept my distance, of course, and uh, I ended up still catching this thing. I mean, who knows how. Uh, It's just one of those things, and uh, it wasn't a fun experience. It was very scary, you know, and, you know, at first when this vaccine was coming out, I was really not kind of you know wondering if i should take it or not but i'll tell you what if you're scared of this vaccine you're going to be scared even more if you catch this virus because it's not it wasn't fun at all and uh yeah just you know luckily i got a mild strand um you know there's different variances of this of this uh this virus and luckily i got not uh, one that wasn't so bad but yeah it was no fun yeah boy if if anything ever convinced me about the uh the dangers of covid it was being on the sidelines watching what was happening to you because that was that was and on top of that i'm going to tell you listeners not only did he have covid and his wife have covid but he had to move house in the middle of it all <laughs> and yeah he... and that that sucked because no one wanted to come over and help and <laughs> you know we also, we're moving from a house that we lived in uh, for 15 years, so you know how that is. You just accumulate a bunch of crap, and it was it was just the most stressful. I'm still going through a lot of stress right now. It's only been a, uh, about a month, but, yeah, it was no fun. And then, uh, you know, we had to play the rotating game of uh, of quarantine everyone in the house, me, my, do- my wife, and my daughter, because I got the virus first, and then... Um, she had to sleep in another room and I had to sleep in another room and then my daughter had to be quarantined in another room 
And then my wife didn't catch the virus until a week later. And uh, so it was safe for us to stay together in the room. And then my poor daughter had to literally stay in a room isolated from both of us for almost 20 days. Well, so. I've gotten my uh, I've got my appointment to get my first injection a week from today, so I'm excited about that. But this all leads into what I wanted to talk about today, and that is that uh, as the vaccine is becoming more and more prevalent in the world, and people are starting to you know the, the areas are starting to open up, and the restrictions are being lowered. There are some concerts that are starting to go ahead, and. Uh, I guess what I really want to talk about was in this new realm of COVID, how 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 safe is it to go to a concert? How are we going to go to concerts? You know, like what do you think? I mean, you you've had it, you know, so you have a certain amount of immunity for some time. So, are you planning any shows in the near future? Well, that's what kind of got me in trouble in the first place. You know, <laughs> um, you know, obviously we're going to have they're going to have to restructure everything on how these shows are performed. I mean, people are going to let their guard down. You know, there's still people that are going to be anti-vaccinators, and we don't really know 100% of what this virus is still capable of doing. I, I, you know, I don't think we're out of this yet. You know, people are still coming down with these with the virus, and, you know, the vaccines are just now rolling out. But, you know, honestly, I they're going to have to give more space to people in these events, you know, maybe structure. I mean, what do you think? Do you think, you know, they're going to have to structure two dates instead of one dates and have half the capacity and, you know, and well, uh, it's an interesting question because, you know, I, I, I mean, first of all, it is very geocentric. And what I mean by that is obviously different parts of the world have been, um, have different levels of vaccination going on and different levels of the precautions they're taking. I mean, I, I did see an article this week where there was the first uh, big show, I think it was in Spain, like 5,000 people. And, you know, I mean, they seem to be following rules. Everybody who, you know, had to get uh, tested or something, or either at least their temperature checked on the way in, and they all had to sign waivers that they wouldn't hold the promoter responsible if they got COVID, and and then uh, they had to wear masks, and they were supplied them everything. And I mean, the photos look like the vast majority of people were following the rules. I mean, there was an ocean of mask-wearing people there. So, I mean... People are itching to go back to shows. I mean, I, I get that on a daily basis where they can't wait or certain anniversaries pass and they say, oh, you know, it's been... I remember just a few weeks ago, I passed the anniversary, the one-year point of the last show that I went to, which was back in um, March of last year, and it was seeing Saxon, Doro, um, Diamond Head, and uh, Tigers of Pandang play in Dusseldorf, Germany in an arena. And believe you me, I'm shocked as anybody that I didn't get COVID out of that because I was in the middle of 4,000 screaming, sweating German metal fans right. <laughs> doing their thing. But Definitely dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, I did. But, um, you know, going forward, I, I have to admit, I am very hesitant about going forward. Now, that my attitude will probably change a little more once I'm fully vaccinated and that sort of thing. And um, because... 
if anything, if I've learned anything during this, this whole COVID period is that you can't count on people to follow the rules. They're just going to do what the hell they want. And Well, it's in human nature for people not to social distance. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very hard for a lot of people to do that. And I, when I went on this last convention, that it proved me that that's what was going on going to these shows it's like people don't know how to social distance you know and we start going to shows and people are having a couple beers and off come the mask and the hugs start coming and you know it's it's going to be tough but i think if you know i think if they organize uh, everything correctly you know i think we can pull it off and be safe about it but i think you came down you just mentioned what i think is the biggest problem to moving forward with this and that is by their very nature, concerts are a celebration, they're a party, you're going there to have a good time, hang out with your friends, have a few, maybe smoke a little, and enjoy the music in that way. And of course, intoxicants of any sort tend to cloud your judgment, and you know, especially when you start listening to certain musics, you can see the masks flying off and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a little shocked that especially in england there are a number of the big music festivals that have declared they're going ahead this uh this summer as early as as uh june and july and um i mean i know in certain areas they're doing concerts with lower attendances like i did i did uh see in the news just recently that as recent as soon as next month Corey taylor uh, the lead singer of Slipknot is going to go out on a solo. He he put out a solo album during the COVID period here, and he has obviously hasn't been allowed to tour to um, to uh, support the release of the album. But he is going ahead next month and doing a string of about twenty or twenty five club shows. And uh, you know they they are doing a lot of the the COVID precautions. You know people will get their temperature checked. They you know masks will be available and everything. But as 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 much as precautions as you can make, um, people are still just going to ignore that. It's just the very nature of human beings. So um, I understand the reason for the the waivers. But Mark, you being a lawyer, um, how do you, from a legal standpoint, see the liability? towards uh, a promoter or a venue if people do get sick if they attend this? Uh, I, <clears throat> I'm not seeing a whole lot of liability, uh, Ace. I, there, there are a couple of concepts in the law like assumption of risk, uh, the waivers, the things like that that are out there. I just don't see, I don't see a community that has become this educated about a disease being able to form, formulate your own opinions than being able to hold other people liable. Um, and secondly, not only is there an assumption of the risk when you go to a venue like that, I mean, just look at what what's happening in Miami Beach mm. right now. Yes. The, um, the ability for uh, so many people to get together, I don't think the Miami Beach promoters or anybody else is going to be held liable. Somebody may get tied up in court or something like that, but... And this is really that type of a culture where we, we understand what's, you know, we understand that it means when you climb up a rock that you could get hurt. Um, lastly is this thing called causation, which is ultimately you have to be able to prove that you got it there at that exact spot. Right. And if you can't demonstrate causation. So I don't think COVID has been loaded with litigation unless you were like an employer creating a hazardous work environment or something like that. I just don't see that being the... Uh, 
you know, a driving force to slow this down or, or protect it. Okay. Well, that means that, you know, we're, we're going to see more and more shows over the next few months. So um, let me ask you this, Sean. Do you actually have plans to see a show in the near future? <laughs> well, I guess I got a little bit of immunity now, so I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of curious how it's all going to pan out. And, uh, you know, there's a show I want to see. I want to go see Ministry. is coming up in October. Oh, yes. Uh, it's the fall, so we'll s- by then we're going to really see how everything's going. And, and, you know, who knows? We might go into another lockdown. You never know. You know, you, you never know. different variances of this flu, uh, this virus, you know, who knows? We don't know. No. Well, OK, there are a ton of bands who are announcing rescheduled shows throughout the fall and into 2022. Are there any on on your list that you are chomping at the bit to go see again? Of course, our acts. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I miss all, I miss all our friends and family, you know, that's true. Uh, um but, yeah, I, I wanted to see Roger Waters, you know. That was a big show that he, you know, that he's still going to go on with. That The, the dates ha, uh, are not announced, but uh, I know Nick Mason's coming around again. But um, I wanted to see my Danzig Sings Elvis show. I'm hoping right. that <laughs> comes out. Has he announced a reschedule for no, that No, he hasn't no. yet. But, um, yeah, there's a, quite a few shows I'm looking forward to, you know. I want to see Faith No More and Ramstein and, you know. But we'll see. Um you know, hopefully they 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 do it when they when they reopen. I hope they re- do it right. You know, like going on these airline. Uh, go, I went on a flight out to Charlotte, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they were so unorganized. I'm pretty sure that's where I got this virus was through the airport. Right. You know, I'm not going to mention the airline's name, but <laughs> it it was unbelievable. It was no difference than like us going on a trip, packing everyone in a plane. Uh, they didn't check for temperature they didn't you know uh, they just crammed you in there and putting your luggage up uh, you know on the top bunk and it was no different than what what we normally experience and it was it was like i was thinking they could they can at least you know have three or four people going at a time until people are seated just things like that it just never got done so mark you know your studio here where we shoot our podcast is uh, uh there's a lot of commercial productions being done here on on site and so you've had a front row seat to see how california's movie industry is adapting to covid and what sort of precautions are they taking here to protect the the crews and the and and the talent and all that sort of thing well we get tested a lot um we uh depending on the production uh, the, the lot itself has its own requirements so it's supposed to be testing guests and, and folks like that when they come onto the lot. But the individual productions themselves also have their own requirements. And so it's not uncommon for us. You know, we hosted uh, an Oprah Winfrey show network and we were tested uh, once every morning. We host, we worked another show where not only were we tested in the morning, but we were tested in the afternoon and the COVID security compliance officer would continue to walk through. So, and anyone who did not wear a mask at any point during that production was uh, was reprimanded or removed. So I think that Hollywood has done a great job at trying to figure out how to protect its people, and uh, certainly better than you know street parties and whatnot. So I think it's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, uh, back on New Year's Eve, um, KISS did a show in Dubai, and I was very curious. I know a lot of the people in the KISS camp, and I was talking to uh, one of the techs, and I asked him what um, what precautions were put in place, and it was pretty extreme what they were doing there in order to protect. They basically created a safe zone around the stage area, and it had gatekeepers where you had to, the only way you could get in and out was be by, by being tested, and then you would get a, a, a non-removable wristband that would show that you've been tested. But as soon as you left the safe area, you you had the band removed and you'd have to go through the testing again. They also had doctors on site that were testing everybody. It was, it was crazy the amount of effort they put into protecting the band and crew, which was very encouraging, but I can imagine also added tremendous cost to the to the the thing of doing it and you know now i'm getting promoters telling us that they may put requirements into their performance contracts saying that the bands and crews of any artists that come and perform at their venues or their events are going to have to have proof of vaccination uh, before they can come and play and of course that also is quite at odds with those people who don't believe in getting vaccines or are, are not wanting to do that so there's still a lot of question marks in how we're going to go forward in a COVID world with live concerts, but I'm cautiously optimistic that we're going to go forward. But, um, you know, the, the thing that, uh, that excites me about seeing live shows again, you, you, you touched on it there. I mean, as, as a band manager, um, we get very close with the artists who we, we represent. We, I, I personally go on the road at least half a dozen times a year whether it's to england or or wherever the bands are on road on the road you know we've got to be out there with them and and continue those uh those relationships and over the years they become very good friends and and you miss them i mean it's literally been more than a year since we have had the ability to go out and do that sort of thing so you know ace <clears throat> the other thing worth mentioning when it comes to hollywood and certain other environments is is that they are dictatorships mm. and we are not here working on a production uh, without the obligation to comply with those requirements and so we're we're whether whether you're a strong-minded or a weak-minded person you know or uh, you know you want to fight back or you uh, have a political view or whatever if you want to be on the set you're going to follow those rules and it, it sort of, it's so, so almost interesting. I mean, I almost remember sort of like, remember the Titans, you know, yeah. you've got the kids out there kind of learning how to behave uh, with one another and tolerance and, and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you're thrust into a different community where the two cultures then, co you know, collide. Well, you know, the, to me, the entertainers have done a fantastic job at protecting themselves, their culture, their workplaces. They've done an amazing job because they were not inundated with outside forces. But now you're introducing concerts. And at those concerts, now you have a tremendous number of outside forces coming in. You've got 25,000 people that have independent minds and, and sometimes independent attitudes and a desire to uh, consume alcohol and fight or, or push back. They're, you know, all of a sudden, you're, you know, people stand up for their freedom of speech and they want to fight. You know. Now you have um, a much more dynamic environment backstage you know there's no backstage on a production you know it's 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 us i mean we're here so i do think that there are going to be some pretty interesting 
changes as we go, and, and they're, they may be very destructive changes when it comes to how well we've done recently. So anyway, just... Uh, yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. I mean, I think for the most part, Hollywood has been very... Um, very sly about how how well they have been doing the covid thing and it and 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 what i mean by that is that it's not at all visible to the average person and when that got thrown into sharp relief for me was just this past week i'm a bit of a fan of a reality tv show called tough as nails and there was uh, one of the participants on the show had an injury that required him to go to uh, the hospital to, to get treatment. And then the, later in the show, the host uh, explained that that person wouldn't be able to return to the competition for two weeks because they broke the COVID bubble by going to the hospital and leaving the production. And they had to wait till their quarantine period was up again before they could rejoin the show. And and that, to me, that was almost like a, a, a stark rem- uh, rem- uh look behind the curtain, if you will, that they actually are doing a a great deal to protect their talent and everything. They're just not throwing it in your face. Right. I mean, there's a lot of money at stake. Yeah. And, you know, and these these productions have invested in it. I remember fairly early on in the COVID uh, crisis when production was just getting going, Tom Cruise was recorded, you know, having a rant screaming at how people were getting in in each other's space or were not wearing masks or whatever. And, And, of course, the media doesn't know what to interpret they're not there they're only receiving the tape they don't know the circumstances and there was talk of whether or not it was staged or or something like that but i can tell you that that happens on sets all the time because there's too much money at stake and if people make mistakes on that set whether it's people on tom's set or in some other circumstance it's very dangerous that entire production goes down um you know, and they're finally getting going again. And so there's a massive risk. And the productions themselves were fantastic at locking that thing down, making sure that nobody could, uh, could or as few people could disrupt that as possible. That's amazing. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about going back to seeing live shows. It's one of my favorite activities throughout my life. And uh, I, I, I have tickets I still haven't refunded for a number of tours that were delayed due to covid and i hope that they do reschedule and come around but um yeah you know that's that's kind of where we're at on that front so who are you looking forward to going to see like Ah, well i was very excited about the concept of rammstein coming to california i mean i have seen rammstein a number of times in my life but man they put on a hell of a show (laughs) Yes, they do. I mean, the shows are crazy over the top. I mean, I remember the last time I saw them was at uh, Download Festival in England a few years back. And uh, I had some of my bands there, so I had all access and was wandering around in the backstage area and saw just how much their pyro production took up. I mean, I swear to you, it was like 11 or 13, I can't remember which one, uh, of semi-trailers full of their pyro production. That was that didn't count the stage, the instruments, all that kind of stuff. 11 of just the pyro. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a show that shouldn't be missed. I mean, the fact that you have a band that does their songs only in German and can fill stadiums in the United States is a testament to just how incredible this show is. 
Yeah, I seen them back in the '90s. I could just imagine their new production. Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them in a while. You know, I I really want to. You know, I'm a as as regular watchers of the show know, I'm a big Kiss fan too, and they're kind of on their last hurrah right now. And I I would like to see Kiss one more time before they call it a day. Um, the Doobie Brothers were going to do that tour with Michael McDonald. That's an opportunity I've never had. I, I worked with the Doobies back in the early 2000s, and I've seen them dozens of times, but never with Michael McDonald. So that was something I was really looking forward to. And, um, you know, just like like you said earlier, our own artists. I mean, I, I miss seeing Uriah Heep. I miss seeing Black Star Riders. I miss seeing Diamond Head, Saxon, all of, you know, Stiff Little Fingers, Europe, you name them. Those, the, today actually is, uh, the day that we're taping this is Ellie McMorty's birthday. He's the bass player in Stiff Little Fingers, and he and I were chatting this morning over email, and I said to him that uh, as part of my birthday wish, I said, I really hope I get to see you play live this year, and, and his response was, oh, hope springs eternal, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, anyway... Um, I want to say thank you to Mark and Sean for being on the show today and thank all of you for your continued support of the show. Remember, uh, we always are looking for your feedback. You can send it to us via email at acetalksmusic at gmail.com or leave comments right below in, in YouTube or on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to the show. And uh, thanks to all you guys. I'm glad, Sean, that you're back and that you're feeling better. And Thank uh, you. I, I missed you guys, man. <laughs> And uh, all of you out there, stay safe.